Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Umoja. Unity that brings us together. Umoja. Unity that brings us together. Umoja. Magnificent day 
And let me just begin this day with a prayer. Omi Tutu. Ona Tutu. Tutu Ile. Tutu Ona. Tutu Ile. Tutu Ori. Thank you for giving this opportunity for my voice to be heard and my meanings and things on my mind. He said, I watch every day and I give thanks for the ability to observe and just know that all will be well, I said. So I am pretty excited about today. I see that both of my guests uh, haven't joined me yet, but have no fear. I'm sure they'll be here. I want to say that um, the blessings and the good wishes and the all the um, things that have been sent as far as energy to get my restoration happening, it's happening. You know, over the past month or so, I keep shifting and releasing all those things that have muddled my soul for so long. And I give thanks to the energies of all the people who are healers on the planet because it's the healers of the planet that are shifting this voice so that everyone is made aware and made responsible for themselves and not shift blame on this one did this or this one did that. But really understanding that it's really a inner scope that you have to look and you have to uncover all the things that are inside you. Now, right now, we have in our history the shift towards the feminine energy, which the feminine energy began the planetary uh, shift of man's consciousness about God and man created God and created dogma to go with that God, but Man chopped up the patriarch. They buried them. And they, as they are uncovered, we discover that the birth of a goddess is the birth of the feminine to herself. Because we are all goddesses and gods. We all have that energy of creation. And we just have to know that we can't allow our power to be taken from us like during the patriarchal times, slavery, or these things, even the fight for uh, civil rights, men, women, children. Because before, in ancient times, when the family was all together and everybody had their role and responsibility, you know, that changed as we become more aware of our connection to God and to God given 
the glory of goodness in our lives that we have a choice to choose the good or choose the bad because both of them are inside of us. So it has been a phenomenal journey to go through the process of sifting out my own stuff. And what I've seen as I'm sifting out is that more and more of the power that is individual belongs to the individual is being taken by the social media. And social media is now being is controlled by the popular culture, which is media giants that own the commercial world. And so that you have the corporate people that are still into entitlement kind of flooding the airwaves with stuff that is non-essential to our very being, to our essence of life. We are, the individual is very much responsible for his or her life and not the social media. You can't wait till something tweets or whatever to discover that you are a part of your own universe, you know, and that you are the leader of the universe that you lived in. And that is the reason why so many people are unhappy in their living conditions because they're not the leader of their universe. Someone else is telling them how to think, how to be, and how to do. And when you are in charge of your own universe, you don't have to worry about anybody telling you what to do. It's up to you to clean your life out and to accept who you are and to move forward. Yes, we do have the same um, information that can be found on different spiritual light and healers pages to know that it's that individual, it's your individual self that is responsible for shifting. And I'm really, really excited to know that um, all of this is going to be different. It's going it's coming to the time where people have to stand up for what they believe in. And if you don't believe in anything, you'll stand for anything. And that's where we have to stop. We have to stop and we have to decide what is important to us. What is the main thing that we're worried about or concerned about? What is what is our concerns? What's our individual concern? And we have to figure out whatever our concerns are that our attitude and our behavior is not affected by it. 
And that's why we have to clean up because how people meet you is how they're going to represent themselves. So it's going to be a good way to be as long as everyone manifests what they need to manifest. So definitely we all need to manifest our understanding and our knowledge that we get from our experiences every day. And my experience today tells me that I need to pray not just for myself, but for others who are going through this very same thing in the universe where things happen and the things that happen happen for a reason. Now, I have someone online. I just want to take this call. Greetings. How are you good, doing? Good evening. How are I'm you? Great. How are you guys doing? Good. So what's happening with you? I just happened to see that the show was on. You know, I never, I try never to miss the show you guys have. So. Uh, well, I'm actually, I'm actually waiting for the um, the guest to call in. Um, probably a little oh, turn up okay. about the time because this hour of power is about, you know, really thinking about who has the power, you know, and to really challenge ourselves to take back our power by becoming involved in the process of tweeting and Facebook to really allow ourselves to be in charge of that and not fall victim to them telling, you know, because Facebook takes a lot of, um, of you know, what people, they, they, they actually um, record what you write and everything, and that's how you get the yeah. commercials on there. So they're using our you know, time on Facebook to blow up this and blow up that or 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 sell this or sell that. And we have to begin to use our own power of social media to get things that we want to accomplish. Because right, right now, it's women are discovering their power. And we have to make it so that we are not continuing the same things over and over again where children are getting abused and we're solid. We let that go on. That's a generational curse. We, where, where, you know, um, we continue to buy products like Bounty and whatever else the Cole Brothers sell. I know they also sell, like, the pants that I have the um, Lycra. Because, unfortunately, their um, 
company bought the people that created that fabric. So they make money every time that fabric is used in a garment. So we have to be conscious of this. Yeah. And because they hate black people and they're looking to start a little civil war, we have to do our own things about, you know, making sure that we're not supporting them and making them rich through our resources. And if you look at some of the TV commercials, you see the TV commercials, you know that they don't support black people. They don't have black people in their commercials either. And it, it, it tells you something. So we have to start to use this information to stop supporting things and people and corporations that do not identify with our needs, our, you know, community needs, our children's needs that continue to promote soft porn, you know. I mean, soft porn is now on major TV. You see now they do bras and panties and all of that. Yeah. That's soft porn. So they push in these things, and then you see the little girls have... You know, the things that they wear is so inappropriate. High mm-hmm. heels, little tiny women, you know. Uh, I was I was. Yeah, remember they made the song for little girls, too. Remember there was that outrage, like, there's no reason in the world for a child to have a song. But they did start to manifest it. Isn't that something? It really is. And that's, um, the key to it is, you know, there's so many of our people who, we really are finally starting to see how our dollars pretty much have propped up because first it was Asians that were in our neighborhoods taking our money and using it. They grew rich, moved up, moved out, and now it's Spanish and Mexicans that are doing the same thing. It's our dollars. We should be owning these businesses, but we don't. And it's because we don't have that let's come together and build something like most cultures because of slavery we've kind of been at a war within our own culture. And so we don't have that, you know, let's stay together, you know, let's build a black business, let's do that. And that is really what's hurting us because we need to go back to that. Because most of these um, issues, even black hair products, they were brought back in the 80s. So even if it is a black hair product, it is a Caucasian who's actually manufacturing that product and making that product and selling it to you as if it were black-owned and black-made, but it's not. Exactly. So it's so many, you know, so many avenues that we really need to start to take our dollars back. Because simply doing that in certain communities, we could literally build up within, you know, our own communities, our own currencies, and, you know, kind of come back to where we're not so stuck on, you know, this dollar, which is actually eventually going to fall too. Yes, it is. And we going to be all right because we don't get it anyway as much as they do. Right, yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, I wonder if maybe in the interim that's really what it was coming down to was for us to just start to, you know, come back to this point because it's really easy to do. There are other, um, you know, aboriginal, or I say indigenous because really aboriginal means that they're not original, so I'd rather call them indigenous. And right. they're already doing that. Exactly. And so, you know, we kind of need to take heed, even in Detroit. I mean, Detroit was pretty much left for dead, and they kind of went back and they built up, 
when there's so many um, desecrated and deserted neighborhoods, they've kind of built those back up and turned them into farms, and they're feeding the people and, you know, kind of letting it, letting us see how it can be done before it actually turns, you know, for everyone else. Well, you know, has always been a powerful... I say, we got to look at them. We got to look at them. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I wanted to point out, we have to look at Detroit because Detroit Mm -hmm. is giving us a model on which to live because it's going to be broken down. The system is broke. And and there's no ma- amount of fixing that they're going to do until the system is fairer to everybody. See, because they'll tell you in a minute they don't care about people who don't have money because they always fight uh, for the welfare recipients, always fighting against um, child care uh, resources, you know, being paid by the government, anything that subsidizes except when it subsidizes them, you know, when it's welfare yeah. for corporations, then they don't fight. But welfare for people, no. They 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 seem to to disregard people in need, and that's where the planet is letting us know that we have to care about everybody. And that's why I was mm-hmm. saying the feminine is back within the planet. The feminine, the matriarch has come her love and nurturing and compassion is being shown to us as well as her other side, which is destructive. You know, Oya did a lot of destruction in this past year with water. Uh, her winds and snowstorms, we have 50-some days of snowstorms, like 59 or something like that, because it just snowed yeah. three last week. I live in Minnesota. So even yeah, we just had snow yesterday. I'm in Colorado, so definitely it's still coming. And it, and it, and the fact is is that Mother Earth is wounded. Her children are wounded. You know, and we have to create a way that we are taking care of the Earth. We're taking care of ourselves, and we're taking care of the children that are born into families were not allowing them to grow up in abuse, you know, yeah. and, and whatever. And we have to be the grandmothers, you know, children that, you know, have single parents. You know, if you're around single parents, be the grandmother if you have that energy or be the auntie or, you know, be what you need to be for that single mother because right. it takes a village to raise a child. So that means everybody needs to be up in there making sure that that child is fulfilled and have their belly full, have their clothes good, and go to school, and they're getting the right kind of parenting at home where they told their love, they showed their love. And by mass media taking over you have these shows that come out and make fun of parenting. And that's the last thing we need is a show to yeah. make fun of parenting. Well, you got the fresh kids running everything. Mm-hmm. This is cool. 
and that's what the kind of thing that they have going on. So this this show was an opportunity to really speak about, um, you know, how the, to take back your self from the um, social media. And Dr. Ayala uh, Kumari was going to come in and teach a little bit about how the birth of a goddess is, you know, relates to us as women finding our divinity because, you know, if you grew up Christian, the woman was not divine. Right. There's nothing in the Bible that gives us divinity other than her being a good wife. But, you know, her using her gifts and talents for natural healing, for, you know, keeping the community together, making sure all the children ate, you know, making sure there was um, clothing for the family when they started doing clothing. I mean, mom did everything. And what's worse is that everybody came from a black mother, but black is the shamefulest thing to be. And that can't be correct. So we're not honoring our ancestors. So I'm not going to hold on to this show. I'm going to find out what happened to my little guest speakers and um, probably close this show down because I don't want to give the hour of power, you know, out of sync because I have some questions for them, you know, what is your name anyway? Because you call all the time. This is this is Shelly. Shelly, oh Ashe, yeah. I sent you yeah, that. Definitely Ashe. You are such yeah. a beautiful spirit. Thank you so. Oh, thank you, thank you. So are you. And I love you guys. The show. That's why when I saw it was on, I was like, oh wow, I didn't even know. So hopefully you guys will do it again, and you know. Let us know because I definitely try not to miss any of you guys' shows. I really enjoy them. Shelly, are very you powerful. Facebook? Because I don't. No, I'm, actually, I stay away. I do have email, but I don't do like MySpaces or any of them for that reason. You know, I kind of, I really don't. I don't like any of that because um, I don't know. I kind of knew years ago that Facebook was really, you know, like the fans I knew before. It was revealed that that's who they were, and that's kind of how they track you and watch you. And so just in a way for me to not really want to be a part of that, I never really signed up for any of that. Well, you know, and I, I don't even know how I found blog talk, you know, because blog talk, I really enjoy blog talk, but I'm really not on the Internet like that. And as soon as I found it and, you know, started searching for shows, I found, you know, the shows that I really enjoy and keep a hold of, so I really like blog talk. But I don't even remember how, you know, I came upon Black Talk, actually. So it had to be destined, you know. It really did. I say, but you, you you said it correctly because that was my thing with block, with uh, Facebook, all these social medias is that they were going to find a way to track us and mm-hmm. sell us things, uh, use us as a point of sale for other things. You know, right. it really is um, how they they are using the, you know, Facebook and 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 Twitter and all these other show um, mass social media markets 
is who can get the most attention, you know. And the fact is, is that we're not paying attention to what we need to be paying attention. Everybody is a star, and we need to pay attention to our own stars. And I give thanks for this medium of blog talk because, you know, I really enjoy um, sharing my own experiences and my, my, you know, my knowledge and understanding of different things and really um, applaud other people that have, you know, shown their stardom, you know, showed that they are stars. And and we all are stars. We are all queens in our own universe. And I really feel we have to figure out a way. We've got to have one of these powwow meetings and figure out how we as a group or a block of people that have uh, brown skin or white skin or yellow skin or whatever kind of skin, we good people and we love each other how we can find a way to not allow the social media to speak for us, but we speak for ourselves because we are healers and we're healing the planet. You know, the planet has really been broken and they continue to do it, continue to steal her jewels, continue to wipe out her, her lifeblood, the oil, you know, that she enriches the rest of the soil to be enriched. That's when you get the enriched soil comes up. That oil is important. So they're disturbing the earth. They're raping her constantly. And we have yeah. to really stop that from going down. Definitely. And, then and we just talk- us coming together, because I know whenever, you know, you guys have a show, you know, just the vibration during the show and after. It's so uplifting, you know, because a lot of us are going through a lot, you know, in our everyday lives. And just that coming together and kind of, you know, sharing that bond for a while helps because it helps you to not only look forward to what you can do to change things, but it helps you to also work on you, you know, to kind of, take that power back because a lot of us have found ourselves, you know, in a situation where we either feel powerless or we've been powerless. And we're kind of coming back into realizing that the power was always there, you know, we just gave it up to someone else. And so getting together and kind of, you know, realizing, yeah, I'm ready to take it back is very helpful to a lot of us, you know, it really is. It really is. I say... It's, my prayer is that we do take back our power and that we demonstrate a compassion to one another that breaks through the poison of abuse and all the hidden secrets that there are in our families and stuff and that we can heal and be whole people on earth and we don't have to worry about, you know, whether we're doing it right or wrong, we're doing it because we know what it is. We know the good character that we have to produce for ourselves, you know? Yeah. That's 
What? We do. We literally do. And that's kind of, we know that's the key, but it's more of how do we get to that point? Because we know we have to produce our own food. We need to manufacture our own stuff. And then not only do we need to do that, we need to use the money that we already have in the community within that community. Because there are, you know, a couple of businesses who are doing that, but you still see our people going outside to purchase those things. So all of those are things that we kind of need to get in the point of having that to offer, but then when we do have it to offer, getting our people to actually, you know, utilize their bills within the community where they can do some good. So all of that kind of has to come together, and we're at a point where we need to be able to say, well, how can we do this, you know what I mean? Like in a now situation, how can it be done? And it's going to take, you know, people who are really ready, like, to – to do it, like we're literally ready to start things out. Where can we start? Where can we be to get things done? I say that's true. That's yeah. true because you have to be uncomfortable. It may mean that you yeah. gotta walk a little further to the store around the corner rather than the one right there that showed you prejudice. You know, or you gotta drive a little further. But that means that. You got to get a little higher price. You don't go to Walmart where they try to gout out their workers' uh, heart, you know, that they still got to stay on public assistance and stuff. You make a decision, an open decision, not to support those entities that don't support you. Walmart's daughter, the one that created Walmart, Sam Walmart or whatever his name is, his daughter have enough money to last her for the rest of her life, plus thousands more. Mm-hmm. So That's why right. continue to give Walmart money and they don't even support their workers? No, they don't. That's how those prices are so affordable is because they're not paying the people who literally work for them. See, now and then I'm they've a- kind of made it a monopoly to where you literally can't. Like there's so many people who really don't want to shop there and don't, would would like to support, you know, other businesses, but they can't afford to shop anywhere else because they can't afford to pay more. And that means that that right there is a niche market that we could get into and there's money that we could take right there. So there's so many different ways that we could actually, you know, come in and and turn things around, but it's just going to literally take, first of all, people who have some type of money, first of all, so that they can get things together to kind of, start things out, but it doesn't take a lot of money. Like, we can build from the ground up just in providing food, you know what I mean? If people right. help to grow what we need, because that's literally what I want my business to be, you know, that's part of what I want to be able to do is to feed all of our people who need it. And so just the fact that we're actually dealing with feeding, growing, you know, feeding our own, getting that that together where you usually be spending that money there we can put that towards, you know, not having to use it for that. And so what else can we use it for? If we don't have to send it there, we still have it. How else could we use that in the community to build on the community? You know, and there's plenty of ways. There's plenty of ways to do it. Yeah, buying wholesale clothes after you start the food, and then you do a co-op for for clothing. You do a co-op for shelter. 
you you do a call. And we gotta you know seven. what? We need to actually have like some of the women who know because I know my mother, my grandmother, they used to make clothes. Literally, they made our clothes, but they never taught us how to do that. So we need to have like the women who don't know those crafts and don't know those skills to get with those that do so that we can kind of bring that back into the fold because that's been lost for so many of us. There's so many skills that we used to pass down and we used to be able to grasp and we don't have that anymore. You know, the big mamas are gone. We don't, we're having children at, you know, 14 and under. And so none of that's available anymore, but we need to make it where those who have the skills can bring it to the ones who are willing to learn so that we can bring that back in, you know, in a situation for ourselves. Because you never see that anymore. You really well, I, don't. And that right there is another way that we could, you know, put our skills together to save more money. Well, you know, that's a blessing that you said that, though. One of the uh, women I follow on Facebook, Sue Rock, she had a program that was doing that for, you know, women women in New York, you know, women that wanted a different change and stuff. And I, I don't think it was supported as, you know, it should have been supported. Yeah. And so that, you know, she had to morph the business into something else, you know, that supports uh, women around the world with um, material, but the fact is mm-hmm. is that when you offer, you know, um, different skills to our community, you know, we have a lazy tip going on, you know. Yeah. Some people would just real, really rather not work at all, you know, and look for somebody else to take care of them. You know. Well, that's why I was saying before, like, we have to get them in the mindset of purchase here, buy here, because we do have a lot of great ideas, and then when they come out, there's no one to receive them. You know, our people are so brainwashed. Oh, I want this name brand. Oh, I want to pay for this label. Oh, I have to, you know what I mean? So it's like just the psychological work that has to be done as well, because even when we have the goods to provide, if there's no one to provide them to, we're still in the same situation. So there has to be an awakening to understand, one, you've been brainwashed to feel like you need to have that label who is having people in Asia or wherever else, you know, breaking their backs, people dying just to support that. Why would you want to support support the people who are in your community, use your dollars in your community to make a difference? So, you know, it's kind of that outreach term that once it's there to provide it, we still have to go out and get the minds to understand that this is what you need to buy. This is what you need to purchase. There's, you know, it's so much that has to be done. But in a sense of knowing that that dollar is going to fall anyway, it's going to be a point of there really won't be a choice anyway, you know, because that is going to happen. Like, you can see it now. It's only holding on by a thread and the only reason that it's continuously holding on is because they know once it falls completely, it's over for them. Because no one really wants it anyway, you know, and they're, they're even starting in other countries to, you know, start dealing with, no, we don't want that dollar. They're not taking it. They're not dealing with it because, you know, the game is up. Take it with falling, and we know it is too. So people need to just really be ready for that situation. Let it fall. It's going to happen anyway. You know, it was, pre- it was prophesied over. So just be ready for when it does. And there's not enough of us that are actually looking at, okay, how can we be ready? What can we do once it does? 
Yeah, what's the what's the emergency plan? You don't have yeah. that. You know, if the job go under, you live in what, check to check, so mm-hmm. what are you supposed to do? We don't have another way to, you know, get our needs met and that's why we have to develop barter systems, you know. That um you know you 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 could provide uh cooking or whatever I'll provide the child care. I'll provide mm-hmm. the piano lessons. I'll do the tutoring. You know, all for the same. Everybody uh, put in the service hours. And whatever mm-hmm. you need, you can get. You don't have to pay actual money. But, you know, everybody's quality is uh, or contribution is equal. And yeah. that's what we need. That's what we need. But you that's have, what we actually need to go back to because that's what it was before. Before they made up this whole, you know, money was made up for a reason to put us in the situation that we're in right now. That's how we used to do business was trade, you know, and we need to really go back to that because um, it's silly. It's silly to be sitting up here where there's people who can spend a thousand dollars on shoes, but there's families who can't get water to drink that's clean. That's okay. It's nuts. It's not, and the on-balance system was specifically made to be on-balance. It was made to be this way. And now it's realizing that, you know, it's ignorant, it's silly, it has to stop. And there's no reason. People who still want to use money and, you you know, utilize that, if they choose to do that, fine, let them do that. But those of us who really want to go back to the natural way things are supposed to be, let us do that too. But it's going to take a lot of us getting skills that we don't have, you know, just the natural skills, even just to be able to make clothing. We used to be able to know how to do that in our sleep. We don't know that anymore. <clears throat> we don't. Well, well, I'm just going to say I do know it because I'm at that age where that skill was handed down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I need it. I want to know it, you know. Because I do, I come from, my grandma could, my mom could, but, you know, she never showed us. And I I don't know if it came from more, once she was able to not have to do that anymore, you know, being relieved, like, okay, I don't have to, I can buy clothes now. You know, so I don't know if that's why she never showed us or or what it was, but she did not show us that. And now is the time for us to know. Well, I know growing up, stuff I made, people used to laugh at it, so... You could get, you know, you made fun of if you make something. For yeah. Yeah. So because was, we were brainwashed to believe, oh, I need this label. You know, literally, it was a brainwashing done. Oh, I, it's a label. It's all about that label. So that brainwashing came in, and then the fact that whatever you make is a thousand times better than whatever they've made anyway, they put it all on the label so it didn't matter about, you know, the actual quality of what was being made. They just brainwashed you into feeling like this is what you have to have to be it, you know. You have exactly. to have these shoes. You have to have this label. You have to have all this crap that when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter. It never mattered. It only started to matter because you were brainwashed into believing it, and then you started to perpetrate it and perceive it in the world, and, you know, we fell for it. So we need to fall back out of it. And then we handed it to our children who absolutely yes. And not do anything without, um, you know, uh, buying something. You gotta buy it. Yeah. 
you know, oh, I can't throw this. I'm going to throw this away. You know, they don't for donning of socks and all of that, none of that. So we are living in a time where we have, we, that consumerism is a disease because you got to go to the store and buy, you know, you got to go shopping, you got to, oh, I need this, I need that. And these things are keeping you contained in a world of constant having to go to work, having to make money, and then don't necessarily make enough money to cover your means, and you still buy it, you know? Right. And then in that... Because right, you've been convinced that the hole that's in you will be filled by you filling it with all this junk. And then if you do have the money to get it, you go buy it, but you still can't fill that hole. That hole can only be filled with spirit. So you're still in that same space of now I have all this crap, but I don't feel any better because it was never made to feel any better. It was just made for you to think that that was going to work for you. And then that's only the people who can. Those who can't still feel like, oh, if only I could. You know, so it's like the whole, our, all everyone's consciousness is still on that. Either you have it and you're still not happy or you feel like if I have it, then I'll be happy. But just that focus is what's really, you know, messing everything up because you should be thinking about getting rid of all of that because you never need it anyway. Exactly. Ask the ones who have it. They're not really happy with it. That's true. That yeah, true. they're not. And we, we, we really have to examine ourselves and examine our ability to survive during an emergency, and we're definitely going to need to survive. We yeah. need to be prepared for any type of disaster because we got a lot of stuff. That stuff that happened in Japan is floating over to the Pacific, you know, and that right. radiation does kill. Yeah. And people that have compromised systems, they got to be careful what they eat in California, you know, on that coast because that, mm-hmm. that uh, debris is over on this side now. And then we have, you know, Mother Earth sending out her forces of nature to tear up the world, you know. So yeah. we got to be able to deal with that. We got to be able to deal when they want more money for gas and stuff that they withhold it. <laughs> so you got gas, <laughs> you know, you got gas uh, um, pumps not open because they don't have no gas, or so they say. You know, that's yeah. always it. So that gas, instead of it being a dollar or under, is three dollars and fifty some cents. You know, it's crazy. Definitely. So everything happens for a reason, and we needed to hear your voice today, Shelly. And I give thanks oh, to thank you. you. We need. We definitely needed your voice, and um, you helped to really identify that piece that all of us need to work on, and that is people making money off of us, and we are not surviving no. through that. We really have to take it up and really begin to take care of our community, and I really pray that we're able to 
to have people, not one person, but people, all the good people come together and say, hell no, we got another system. And, right. you know, those that know, like yourself, myself, you know, if we could have a time where we could come together and, you know, pray to the ancestors to open up our eyes so that they can lead us to where we need to be because the it is the wisdom of the past that's going to get us out of this trouble that we have in the yes. present. Because mm-hmm. us venturing away from nature and living in harmony with her is why we're so messed up. Like, you know, it was it was orchestrated and we were pushed into it, but just understanding that is how we can come back to, you know, being in harmony with her. Because there is no survival for us without doing this. That's the key, too. We don't really have a natural choice. Like, a lot of people aren't really understanding that. Either we get it right or it's over for us. And it's not going to be over for us because there's so many of us that crave to really have the life that we're supposed to lead. Like, we've been sick of this for a long time. And the only difference is that here in the Corporation of America we've been able to bully everyone else and push them into doing what we wanted to have done. And now you can see so many, you know, different countries that are not going for that anymore. You know, they're literally saying, no, this is crazy, and we're not going to deal with it anymore. They're not going to bully us into any more of this craziness. Well, well, we can't can't bully them no more because Asia, uh, Asian um, companies, Countries like Japan, China, they own (coughs) New York, Chicago, L.A. Russia. They got major investors in this country. So, you know, uh, (coughs) it's so funny because um, we owe, as a country, China a lot of money. We owe out, still contributing to other countries. Better man, you know, not concerned with the kids not eating in our country. But, uh, you know, when the dollar fails, believe me, white people are going to, the white ones that are rich, black people who are rich, Asian people who are rich, all of, everybody going to get their money and they're going to see that their money is valueless. And how they treated the masses is how they're going to be treated. The only one probably still be treated like a queen is going to be Oprah. <laughs> because <laughs> she, Oprah does try to do her part to out- elevate and uplift. Yeah. You know, and I give her credit for that. But the reality is that, you know, pretty soon... Her dollars won't mean nothing because the dollar will be valued. Yep. And all That's the people that have their hearts set on the gold and diamonds and, you know, all of that is not going to be met, worth nothing. All of that's going to be valued. And it's it already going, is. Like, it's always been. It's just finally recognizing it. That's true. And it's going to be the, the food you can your stomach grow so that you can feed your family 
and the clothes that you could rummage and make better, you know. So it's, it's going to come down to it. Everybody's going to have to decrease their footprint in the world. Mm-hmm. That's right, because our carbon footprint is way, way too heavy. <laughs> That's true. We sure do need to start it up and to clean up, you know, what has been messed up. Because it can be done, you know, and it has to be done. Yes, absolutely. We are seeking that. And the good thing is that there's so many people who are willing, you know, they want to do it. And the powers that were, because, you know, they really were, they're, they're... still hanging on by the small thread that they possibly can, but they don't have that power anymore. And that's mm-hmm. another part of us literally, you know, coming back into taking our power back because we've just been under the assumption that the powers that were, you know, are powerful, but they're only powerful as long as we allow them to continue to be. Exactly. And those that feel like they don't need to vote, because their vote won't count, that's another mistake. Everybody that is free, and and when I say free, not incarcerated, because if you have a felony, you cannot yeah. vote. Everybody that does not have a felony needs to vote. Everybody. That's right. Until so that system falls, too, because even it's falling. It is falling. Because it's literally, you know, it never was a democracy. You pledged to the republic. When you were a child, if you remember, you always said you pledged to a republic. But you never understood. This isn't a democracy. You've been made to think it is, but it's not. It's a corporation. So even it has to fall. But until it does, you definitely want to be out there, you know, voting. But even it's going down, like all of it, America will fall. We just need to be ready to get to those pieces when it does because it's falling. Because it never was what they made you believe that it was. It never was that. No, it wasn't. Because 2010 census showed that while their income is up to 100,000 capital for a year, ours is still like 3,000 something. And that's why that's kind of where the key comes in to where, you know, jig is up. And they can continue to keep printing this money out, you know, which is just fake. But eventually what's happening is just what we said. They can print all the money they want to. But the other countries around the world are wise to it, and they're already starting. I mean, you can go to Mexico. You can go to China. There's a couple other countries that won't take dollars. They don't want that. Because they know exactly what's about to happen. Mm. They know exactly what's about to happen. So you either have to convert those dollars to their currency and spend it in that way, or don't try to buy anything because they are not taking dollars, even in Mexico. If Mexico's history it already, you know, it's like just, a, just a matter of time before it all goes down. I say. I say. Coming to a head, you know, to a head because once people discover that there's a revolution in this country by 
disgruntled white people that have formed an ignorant mind about killing black people unbeknownst Mm -hmm. to us, you know, and those that are in charge to allow these things to take place. it's, It's a monster. It is a monster. And it's a lot of negative energy that we need to, you know, adjust and definitely recognize who the enemies are and be safe. Don't go no place by yourself because that's how they get you. You by yourself, you're not in a crowd, you know. And then we have our own fools in our culture that are going to uh, killing people because they don't like what they said to them or they fight stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Killing for stupid stuff. Got to get a hold of all that anger, that repressed anger, that repressed in slavery. Generation okay. generation. And, as, and when it explodes, it explodes in murder. Well, you know, we just got to wake up as a people. But I, I, I get ready to, uh, you, you got me going, Shelly. I get on the soapbox. But I'm going to um, thank everybody for listening and thank you for joining me. It was a blessing. You helped me because I was kind of rambling on. <laughs> Get ready to do my soapbox, and you help me to just get it out. You know, and I need you. So I That's think what's wrong with that. We enjoy it. We really do. Education is very much, very much important. So there's nothing wrong with that at all. I More say. people need to hear it, you know. So my my love and compassion is to you today because you definitely saved me from rambling a couple of more minutes. <laughs> but um, I, I think the point is made and we really do need to access our power back so that we can have a survival kit on board. When the dollar fails, it won't fail us. Yeah, that's right. It'll be a better way. So I mean, already having food ready so that we can feed us, you know, getting ready to have clothes ready so that we can clothe us, because that's really all the dollar ever stood for was a way to purchase what you don't need to buy, which you no. have the ability to go on and make. That's all it did. So well, you know, they kind of making it illegal for you to have your farm. And yes, to- there's a re- yes, because they already know. They know what's going to happen. And that's the key, and that that's why I said that even the government's going to fall, because government is only by the people. If we don't say that you can govern us, you're not fitting to do that, and it's going to fall, because look at what they're doing. That's right. Look at what they're doing. You can't tell me I can't grow my own food. I'm down here by the grace of the most high, so I can do whatever it is I choose. And as soon as I decide that you're not going to tell me that with the rest of the people who are going to feel exactly the same way, your authority ends here, and that's it, because you really only have it because I believe you have it. Well, I don't believe that, 
And there's plenty of other people who are going to feel the exact same way. We don't believe that. Like, you see it just now with the everything that's going on with the NSA and how they keep on trying to underhandedly do this and this and that. And, you know, they're being exposed. We are living in revelations. They're completely exposed. So everything that they keep trying to do that they think they're going to be able to do in the dark is in the light. That's true. It's in the light. And it's showing people so that they can understand because there's so many people that would rather just sit back and think that, oh, it's going to go away. It's going to be okay. No, it's not. You're going to have to literally choose, you know what I mean, what it is that you believe in and what it is that you're going to deal with. I say, well, you know, you have blessed me because here's Dr. Ayala now. I say. Hi, how are you? We've been on air an hour already. Have you been on an hour? I know. <laughs> yes. But, oh, my goodness. I thought it was at 9 Eastern. 8 Eastern, but that's okay. Yeah. Oops. Oops. Um, oh, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> oh, my. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got it all wrong. Shelly on here. Shelly had me. She had me. She had me. She's holding okay. me down. So <laughs> I am so honored to uh, have both of y'all on the show. But Dr. Ayello, I just wanted to read your beautiful uh, bio um, that you sent me. Is Dr. Ayala Kumari, born as a natural intuitive and clairvoyant. She began receiving visions as a child and has continued to do so her entire life. In 1989, she began formal training in the oracles of Kemetian tradition, which is Egyptian, while attending college. Now she has over 25 years experience and a highly trained in the ancient and modern spiritual technologies, coupled with holistic healing and metaphysics. Dr. Kumari is now initiated into Ipa, the Akan tradition, the woman's mystery of Chantra, is a priestess hierophant in the Fellowship of Isis. She was claimed by sex that during her initiation in the Iceum of Black Isis. She's proficient in astrology, numerology, IG, tarot, direct prophecy, and bone divination, along with being a board certified naturopath. Ayurveda. 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 <laughs> Licensed in neuromuscular therapy, certified in homopathic hypnotherapy, herbology, and reiki. <laughs> and wait a minute, you gotta help me with the next word. What's the next word? Shekel, shekel master, a reiki shekel master teacher. Oh, okay. See, I couldn't even. Wow. Yes, extensive <laughs> experience as a lay. Researching in ancient Vedic and African history, as well as indigenous sciences. She has a BA in sociology and business, an MA in spiritual counseling, 
and a Ph.D. in metaphysical theology, and as a professor in the healing arts at St. Louis College, she's trained thousands of health professionals in natural healing arts. And not okay, so now she did all this, but check it out. Dr. Kumari is a mother of four adult children and has four grandchildren. She lives in St. Louis, Missouri. She offers retreats, workshops, online and telecourses in her specialties. She's also the author of Spirit Rising, a woman's workbook for healing and empowerment. And Okay, wait a minute. What was the name of that Spirit Vibes? No. Spirit Rising. Spirit Rising. And then she got another book, which I've read, which is called The Magical. She co-authored that and was the editor. Magical Calabash, The Sacred Healing from the African Ancestral Mothers. Ashe. And that's K-A-L-A-B-A-S, right? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Wow, that's what honor. I'm glad. Uh, I'm wonderful. I'm so glad to be able to be, you know, here and hear you. Well, I'm so glad to be a part of it. I, I hate I missed the hour. <laughs> it's been a very long day, but I was sure I was right on time. <laughs> so I, I apologize. Um, <laughs> So I, I, I guess uh, I'll have to listen in on what the conversation is and where to go from here. Well, I, I asked you to prepare a message. Did you prepare a message? Well, the message um, is always my message uh, regarding women and the tradition and, and so on. So um, I didn't prepare a formal message. I did have a death in the family. Um, oh. And I've been dealing with that for the last couple of days. But... Oh, sorry. Um, I can talk for hours and hours and hours <laughs> and hours um, about the uh, tradition of the mothers and the need for women to begin to recapture the tradition of the um, the mothers and the, the ancient mothers and so on. So um, that has been one of the primary things that I at least want to get out to people, to women particularly. And what i found is... Um, some of the uh, the messages that I've been given, and I've been working with the mothers now for about nine, consciously working with the mothers um, for about nine years now. And um, one of the messages that I'm getting more than anything else is that there is too much fear. Um, and what I mean by that is that they are, there are women who are seeking and who are searching, um, and there are even men who are seeking and searching. Um, but part of the challenge in being able to connect um, as you might want to, is that you have to be able to suspend fear. Um, we've been taught so many things as women that, that uh, prevent us from learning ourselves. We've been taught to, to either hate it, to keep quiet about it. We've been taught to be afraid of it. We've been taught of how dangerous it is creating all of this fear around connecting with our mothers and this is one of the primary things that stand in our way. We must dispel fear because most of those fears are based on lies, ignorance, just all and out untruths. 
And that is one of the primary things that I think is is a is a challenge as we're opening up and so on. So um, to that, I'm very receptive. I'm like a, 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 a channel in a sense. And what I've found is that, you know, the mothers will talk directly to you. And what I've found is there's a lot of people will read about it, will intellectualize about it, um, will go back and will refer to what other people said about it. But the important thing is to connect, to connect with the living, conscious, sentient um, energies of the mothers <laughs> directly. Right. Um, and to be able to, that that's part of the power. It doesn't matter. You know, the masculine way of learning things is really just by memory and by mind. But the feminine way is to intuit it, is to receive it through the vision. We are the oracles, but we've got to be able to be receptacles of the oracles. So I'll share with you some of the things that have, I've been learning um, directly, you know, from them. It's just been kind of revealed over, you know, over time. And uh, it's something that uh, I think that people need to know because some of the things that make people afraid in the first place are... Um, or what's keeping us from being able to connect. There is an enormous amount of power that is being downloaded from the universe at this moment. Um, he or she who is receptive to it gets an opportunity to be a part of the process. There was an awakening that is happening. Um, and as a part of that awakening is that the veils are becoming more thin um, between the, um, the dimensions and so on and so forth. And because of that, we're able to perceive things quicker, faster, better, more than, you know, than, than in the past. But you've got to be able to open up and be a, the vehicle of, and be receptive to it and, and so on. So that's a part of it. Um, one of the things that comes to mind, you know, I was talking to someone a couple of days ago, and I guess what shows up is that, you know, one of the, the names that the mothers go by is the Ajay. And... Um, I was having a discussion with someone about whether we should in Viaget translate it into English or it has been translated into English as witches and so on and so forth, right. the name witches. And um, so this is one of the primary things. So I had this discussion and they were really adamant about, oh, we shouldn't call ourselves witches. We should call, you know, you know it has a negative vibe to it and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, I wanted to dispel some of that because the thing is this. The word witch itself is a comedic word. It's a comedian word, and it goes back to wache. And what we have to understand is that language, when it is written, um, is only someone's uh, interpretation of an oral tradition. So when they hear the word, they try to write it down the best way that they know how. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is that uh, the word witch itself, it goes back to ancient Kemet and wachet, and wachet is a uh, the serpent the cobra that sits on top of the crown that most people are familiar with. And one of the, the, the uh, uses of this particular energy was as psychic protection. And so these were energies that protected the entire nation, not just the, uh, the person wearing the crown, but it, they protected the entire nation. So one of the things that we have to understand is that this energy is, is, is related to um, protection, um, not attack, not attack and um, what we find is that as we begin to take on some of these understandings, um, we're translating these these perceptions and images into um, to um, our own, you know, through our own fears and cultural limitations and understanding and so on. So, you know, that particular word evolved from wachet, and wachet is actually wache. The T and all of the comedic traditions are always silent 
Even though they're written, you see the T there, when they're pronounced, it's always silent. So it's wache, wache, or ucha. The other thing is that um, the comedic words were never, the vowels were never written down. So whatever you're going to see written down, even in the translations, are going to be in the form of um, just the consonants, and you have to kind of fill in the vowels. So u, i, e, e, all of those in-between sounds that fill in the word vary how it's going to sound when you're actually pronouncing it. And most people, when they finally write down the word and try to fill in the vowels, they're pretty much just guessing, give or take. So the words are going to be similar. Um, but over the years, so through Europe, that's how the word developed. In Kemet, it also went westward, and that's how we got uche, uh, the uh, Ucha is what it's referred to in the Igbo tradition, um, and Aje is what is pronounced in the, uh, the Yoruba tradition, and so on. So you have these variations of the same word. So when you say, don't call, my, don't call me a witch, don't call me that, it's basically the same word. It just evolves in different parts. One evolved from Kemet through Europe, and the other one developed um, east, uh, westward. Now, the other thing is that the connotations came not because there is, a, uh, there is this evil thing that is associated. It came from the witch hunts that happened in Europe. And right at the time when Europeans were beginning to invade into uh, uh, Africa, West Africa particularly, it was around the 1500s, and it was about the same time that the witch hunts were going on in Europe. So then what you have, before they could bring in the military and so on, they brought in missionaries. So you have a theology, a fundamental theology that was being first introduced as they make way and develop dictionaries and translations and so on and so forth in Africa. So one of the things that got translated directly is the, uh, the uh, Aje, these were women of power, and they were women that understood their juju, their inner magic, and they were translated into witch. And because witch had such a negative connotation, um, it became associated with evil. Well, we recognize it or not, even the indigenous traditions were contaminated um, by, you know, certain ideas, certain perceptions. And that's not to say that there weren't challenges that were already on the continent, but that when it comes to the women, when it comes to uh, the word witch and so on, we have to be able to identify where it comes from and so on. So... When I tell people, you know, I don't mind, you call me witch, whatever. I take it as a compliment. You say it like it's a bad thing. What that means is that I'm a woman of power. And we have to embrace that, not to sit there and argue with people. Uh, you can certainly call yourself whatever you want. You don't have to say, hey, I'm this or that. But we have to dispel the fear associated with it and dispel the um the ignorance associated with it because it came out of a system of sexism and racism um, and a disempowering thing. But if we always allow other people, you know, one of the things, one of the powers that the women have is the power of the word itself. So what you speak, you speak into existence. So if we allow another people, another group of people um, to define what we mean to us, then that gives them power and control over us. So if you allow them to define, give you a word that's your own and redefine it for you and you accept their definition of it, then that empowers them. And that allow, that gives you power. That limits you on what you can identify with. So we have to be mindful of that and dispel some of the fears associated with these particular things because either way, um, it's going to, it limits your ability to be able to comprehend and to be able to see um, some of the uh, the connections 
um, one of the things that I would also say is that we have, um, it's a mystical tradition. There's just no getting around it. It is not an intellectual tradition. It is a mystical tradition. It is based and rooted upon your, the inner mysteries, and it dates back to the very, very ancient, ancient mysteries. Um, but, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's about getting in touch with you and um, connecting to that which is within and learning how to build your inner power, um, your psychic attunement, and so on and so forth. Um, part of the tradition is, is the psychic energy, understanding the nature of the psychic energy. So one of the other things that came up this week, and I'm saying all of this because, of, you know, that the stuff that all came up this week, it seems, is that there was a sister that I was talking to, and she was concerned about connecting. Um, I have a, a, a group online, and we're working with synchronizing our dreams or at least recording our dreams so that we can begin to develop what is called community dreaming. And community dreaming allows for us to all have our own dreams and that we collectively journal them. And when that happens, there's a certain level of synchronicity that happens and there's a way that people fill in the blanks in one form or another. So you might dream of one thing and I might dream of another thing, and someone else might dream of another thing, but all three put together now, you can see the whole, the puzzle of the message that was being given. And that is something that, you know, I've learned about in terms of community dreaming. So we're doing that, and one of the sisters was concerned about uh, uh, connecting with the Ajay. She had been, her first introduction was that someone told her, or she had stomach aches, and, um, the stomach aches, or, you know, there's a, a and, and I, let me be clear, when it comes to, um, if I, I don't know the uh, the essays by heart or anything like that, but I do know that there are uh, stories that speak of, you know, um, the Amiage coming down to earth through the uh, the stomach and so on and so forth. So um, her introduction was through these, these uh, stomach aches and her life was, you know, crazy and so on and so forth and she didn't have any peace until she made an offering um, to the uh, to the Ajay, but she was very scared of them, and you know, you know, kind of, you know, that she shied away. And it was basically the same response that I found over and over and over again um, about being afraid. And basically, when I asked about, well, who taught you this? Most of the time, it was men who <laughs> taught you how to be afraid of your own mothers <laughs> and um, create this thing. So I'm going to share the message that I got because that night, in my own dreams, I received a message as to what that meant. Now, one of the things that we tend to do is we tend to take many of the uh, stories and the mythologies very, very literal, and they are myths of their, they're not intended to be taken literal. They can sometimes be literal, but they're intended to be relayed metaphysically, right? These are coded messages for the spirit, and that when you unlock those coded messages, there's a whole lot more that goes on. The stories you know, in our own genius are passed down through the oral tradition, so it's easier to remember a story than complex metaphysical truths. And that as the soul grows and evolves, you might hear one story at one time in your life and it means one thing, and then as you grow and evolve, you hear it again, and it means something so much more, so much more expanded, and that's the intention of these mythological codes. They are there to, to learn, even as children, and then as you grow, you gain understanding. So as it relates to the particular meaning and significance related to the, uh, the belly and so on, throughout Africa there are instances of the same 
thing, and they told me essentially this. This is about an cleansing and purification. The spiritual line, the connection that goes between the, um, the third eye, um, begins at the navel center. Um, in South Africa, that's called the umbilini. So the umbilini is very similar for those that know what the kundalini is. It's a, the, the energy force that goes up the, uh, the body and so on that allows for a psychic connection and attunement with oneness. And um, but in uh, South Africa, it's called the umbilini, and it is it's associated with the internal organs, and particularly the uh, the intestines. They look like a snake. So we have the snake here, and the snake is, the, is the, one of the symbols of the primordial mothers. It's a very ancient symbol, and it represents that rising energy that goes up our body and our spine, and it connects at the third eye and the crown and allows us that psychic sight. So when a priestess is trained or a sangoma is trained, they have to be trained on the first thing they're done, this, that's done is that their channels are cleared and purified so that they're able to develop their intuition properly. And one of the ways that they have to do that is to clear that Umbalini channel, and that means purification. So they take this particular herb, and this herb requires, or it doesn't require, if you're already clean, you're clean. But one of the things that the herb will do is that it, it creates like a froth, and you drink it, it'll, you'll purge. So you'll be the vomit, you'll, it'll come out of both ways. It's going to clear those channels. And once, once those channels are clear, then you're able to see this particular clear sight. You're able to, your, your third eye is able to open up. A lot of our third eyes are opening up, but it's cluttered by our thought process, so we're not able to perceive clear visions and so on. So that's one of the things that is um, uh, uh, um, important to know, that that particular story, when people hear it and it's associated with the stomach ache and all of that, it is really about what is necessary to begin the work of the SA. <laughs> That's what happens, is that, that there's a purification process, a purification of your intestines, your bowels, your digestive process, and clearing those energy channels and so on and so forth. So I don't want to go into the great detail. Okay. I, I have a question really fast. Oh, please do. Go ahead. Um, where you said stomach problems. I used to have... Um, Actually, IBS with um, diarrhea and constipation, and so mm -hmm. it was really bad. Um, I was off work for a while, um, and then finally what I did was stop eating meat, and so mm -hmm. it took maybe six, seven months for me to stop doing that, but mm -hmm. I guess I was being prompted all along to quit doing that because finally it's gone away. I don't have that problem anymore, but it did start with, like, contractions, literal contractions, not being pregnant, and they hurt so bad, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I couldn't even get out of bed. And making right. that change to vegetarian is what stopped it. But right. at the time, you know what I mean, I didn't know that it was a spiritual move that I was making until <laughs> now. Now I realize, like, that my body was literally forcing me to stop it. And yeah, yeah. One way or another, you're gonna do. You, you're going to learn this lesson, <laughs> whether you yeah. agree with it yeah. or you comply or not. One way or another, you're gonna learn today. <laughs> it's kind of um, what you know what is associated. So yeah, by any means necessary. I've had to go on uh, fast. I've had to go on, you know, from the vegan and so on. These different things they happen, but. Um, that's part of the process is the need for cleansing and purification of that channel, um, especially during the, the beginning process once you begin to open up and you're able to be clear. 
um, you know, when we're tuning into things, what I found is that if you try to open up your spiritual channels and you are cluttered with fear and, you know, inner pain and anger and hate and all of these, these, these complex emotions that are heavy, then it clutters the channels. So, so um, you might see something, but because of your fears, you're going to perceive it somewhere else. For instance, you know, and I'll take my, um, uh, 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 there's a, another friend of mine that she used to dream about snakes. Now, she came from a very uh, Christian background at the time, and she always dreamed about snakes. Scared the mess out of it. It was always a big issue for her. And, you know, I finally told her, you know, snakes are also associated with spiritual power. And that when you're dealing with dreams, you're dealing with symbology. And sometimes it could reflect your fears. But sometimes it could reflect something else. But because you're afraid, you can't get the message. <laughs> um, and, you know, so you're perceiving it through one, you're perceiving it through a cultural lens. And when you're dealing with ancient traditions, they don't adhere to your personal cultural lens that you're in at that moment. You know, so you've got to be able to, to suspend um, those fears to some degree. Now, that being said, I have not yet mastered the snake thing in that regard. <laughs> if I see a snake today outside, you can rest assured I'm going to ruin. <laughs> so I'm not saying <laughs> that, that I have yet to master, and I'll be clear, clear, and tell spirit all the time, uh, don't you show up that way. <laughs> just don't, just, just, you know, I'm fine with the dreams, and I'm fine even when I'm in the cage and all of that, but, you know, don't, don't you show up that way. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> We're fine, just the way that we are. <laughs> um, I'm very connected with nature, and I walk through nature all the time, and um, and I speak to nature. I walk in the woods, I walk in the forest, and I walk along the natural waterways and so on and so forth. So I'm liable to come up with anything, but I have I'm usually clear when I walk in, please don't show me anything I can't handle. <laughs> I'm just not there yet. So yeah. I found turtles, I found snake skins, I found all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but I'm happy to say I haven't found that. But if you should happen to, I'll say this, don't be afraid. <laughs> so, um, But that's one of the things I wanted to at least get in um, because these are some of the things that keep us from really understanding and connecting um, uh, particularly as women, when we hear these stories and, and, and things of that nature as we're opening up and it's kind of like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Um, you know, the other thing that I will say is this, because there are many women who have fully embraced it, um, is that um, this energy that is associated with the mothers, that is associated with women who carry the mother's energy and are here to be avatars of the mother's, um, on the planet and representative, you know, there are mothers that are physical here and there are mothers that are in the interdimensional planes and so on. But part of our job is for healing, not for harming. And um, we have a tendency to, part of the training of a, um, part of the training of a priestess has to be about learning how to self, how to, you know, control herself, her mind and her emotions. Um, because we tend to, our energy is so powerful that you know, we can be haphazard with it. And unless you learn, you know, usually what we would do is we would go through a rite of passage. So around 12, 13 years old, part of the rite of passage for an average girl is to learn how to control herself and her emotions, right? We don't have that, and because we don't have that, we sometimes let them run amok. Now, I'm not saying that your emotions have to be 
um, um, stifled totally, because I don't believe that either, um, or have none. But I do believe that there is a way that, you know, you, you can't just respond just because you feel a thing. <laughs> um, and we have a tendency to do that. We lash out. We hurt ourselves. We hurt other people. And there are many women who are walking around with the energy, and they don't either understand it or they do understand it, but they haven't healed enough. They still got too much pain for them to use it appropriately. <laughs> so in that case, uh, you know, often they end up harming themselves in the process um, because they haven't healed enough. And what I mean by harming themselves is they, you know, even though they think that they might try to send this energy out to other people, it's really coming back on them. Um, and um, it, you know, holds them back and so on. So part of the process, if you're opening up to the mother's energy, is to really check um, your moral and ethical disciplines. And okay. part of that means your spiritual disciplines, you know, your mind, which means that, you know, whether it means keeping a cool head, trying to find a place of peace, healing yourself and so on. As you heal yourself, the more peaceful you become. If you're restless and if you're agitated and if you are in a place of, uh, of still anger, pissivity, et cetera, et cetera, from whatever happened past, you know, past, distant past or otherwise, um, then it makes it difficult for you to be fully in present to do the work of actually healing. That's the influx of the mother's energy is intended to heal, healing mind, the body, and the spirit, not just for us and our own selfish things, but for our communities, for our families, and so on. Um, so that healing has to start with us. Um, and working through those things and recognizing, you know, uh, what needs to heal, what need, what do we need to do um, as we work. So if you say, hey, I want to know the mothers, I want to know their power, I want to know this, I want to know that, I'm going to say start with yourself and work on healing yourself, you know, for resolving the things that have happened and so on and so forth. It's important to do that first before you try to, you know, maximize your power. That's about ego. Right, and so that brings me to another thing because the need to do that is about ego, and it's important that you suspend the ego um, so that you can be humble enough to receive the information. Because once you get to the point where you feel like, I know, I know, I know, you don't know, and you lost the connection. <laughs> um, so, well, how do these women know? Like, how will they know that they're one of these women? Like, how will they get are, to know? I, I'm going to say this across the board. If you have a child, <laughs> you probably got a little bit of, uh, you got some ashe somewhere. You got a little bit of power. Okay. Now, that doesn't be, uh, that's, just, that's just across the board. That's not to say some more than others because some are definitely, you know, newer souls and haven't really dealt with it. But um, the way that it goes, part of it, the energy is passed through the mother's line. Um, most people tend to know there's something either different or special about them. You just sense it, even as a child. Um, other insignia, though, might be that you dream a lot or that you have visions um, or that you have strong gut instincts <laughs> um, in terms of, you know, I just feel it in my gut. You know, you can't figure it out. Um, your intuition becomes stronger. Um, there's different ways that it happens, but those are one of the dreams. If you have a lot of dreams, that's definitely an indication that your third eye is either opening or that it's cracked or it's got something something transmitting through fully. Everybody dreams, but not everybody remembers. Um, and so that's one of the ways, or at least some of the ways. Um, 
but typically speaking, if you have a womb, that's a start. If you have children through that womb, then that's an added thing. If you are then, if you've had children and then you become, you know, you're uh, a senior at that point and you're older, then that gives you even more um, energy and, and power as you become more settled with yourself and, and so forth. Um, if you have a tendency to draw a lot of birds around you, <laughs> or if you like the waters, oh. I wish I could say there are certain insignia that are there, but they may it could be anything because the mothers come as nature itself. So it's kind of like whether I could I could say you're drawing the birds, or I could say you're drawing the fish, or I could say you know. <laughs> so it becomes a matter. So you're of, saying if you do have birds, itself. like if you're outside and birds always come around you. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, I that's, that's, that's definitely a key. Yeah, so, the birds well, are, are considered a match. So, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I have children, too. So I have two. Yeah. Oh, and, and, Shelly, you are awake. Based on what you just said, we were talking mm-hmm. about, you know, that yeah. the doctor's going to fall, you know, and yeah. we got to figure out a way to take back our power because we're not going to be you know, in a situation where, you know, the job or the, you know, the paycheck is going to yeah. be there, you got to be able to survive. And so your awareness of that lets me know the mothers have been speaking to you because mm-hmm. the mothers okay. are getting us prepped for disaster. Mm-hmm. They are making mm-hmm. us concerned about growing our own food, you know, sure. Really having the required, um, you know, uh, batteries and water, you know, all mm-hmm. these that is needed should um, disaster come to your particular area. And I know for yeah. us, it was very difficult to go out and get food. So I had stocked up on food because mm-hmm. of the weather situation. So it, mm-hmm. anything could create a problem and for you to have that understanding and that wisdom that the mothers give us to look and see this is not right and it's not going to stay that way justice mm. will sure it's going to prevail yeah so. it's a natural process it's a, it's a it's kind of like a flower it's a blossoming process you know, and so all of those things, yeah, become into, the intuition itself. Women's intuition, you know, that whole theme basically goes back to the mothers, <laughs> in, a, in a sense. Um, and and let me, I guess let me go back, because let me define the mothers. For those people who don't know who the heck the mothers are, the mothers are the creators, the, the sustainers, and the destroyers of the universe. And what I mean by that is that, and uh, when I say destroyer, I mean that in a sense that everything functions in a sense of cycles, including the universe itself. There is nothing that is outside of that that cycle of um, life um, and uh-huh. transition and rebirth yeah. and, and so forth. And rebirth. Absolutely. So, um, but these are the energy portals. So let's start with the Queen Mother. Um, and I'll go, the queen mother of this solar system is the black hole. Let's see this. Um, then this black hole created as, as a portal, gave birth to the sun, right? I'm using the mythologies and the, 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 the expressions they've showed up in literature 
and traditions and so on. So this black hole first gave birth to the sun. And it was through this particular sun it gave birth to uh, this particular solar system. So you have these planets. You have all kinds of other things that are going on. But let's just deal with this solar system um, in general and um, what's relevant here. Um, So these are particular things. Um, When we deal with the mothers at its most esoteric level, we're dealing with energy. We're dealing with potential and kinetic energy. Right? And the potential and kinetic energy that creates the magnetism in the universe um, begins to pulsate. It is the, it is the keys to life itself. Okay. It is the keys to all movement and so on. And the movement of the universe and the movement of the current and the circles are created like a dance and so on. And so some of the mythologies say that the women were dancing, you know, and so on. And the women's dance, all of that is to emulate the dance around the um the uh the sun and and so forth the the dance of the universe the movement of the universe so when we're dealing with the primordial mothers on that particular level we're dealing with them they're also dated to the star system and the stars and so on and the distant energies when we deal with their science we're dealing both with earth-based science which is based on nature on earth but also cosmic science um we're not dealing with petty. <laughs> Let me start. When we're dealing with the primordial mothers of the universe, we are not dealing with petty energies um, that get mad because you spelled their name wrong <laughs> or said their name wrong, for that matter, um, or that have any of the things that human emotions deal with. These are, um, I, I don't even, I don't want to, <sighs> these are highly, this is intelligence itself. Let me just put it that way. Intelligence and consciousness itself. This is not your your petty issues <laughs> that you might have with your neighbor. And I hear that, like, oh, they don't like this. Oh, they don't like that. Really? <laughs> and what I've been told is anything that you offer of your heart and of your soul with sincerity is accepted. <laughs> Period. Um, I will say that, you know, the the mothers are connected with wealth. That's another thing, wealth itself. And they try to separate this as if it's something separate, but they are directly connected with wealth. And that's all wealth. That's spiritual wealth. That's physical wealth, material wealth. Whether that wealth comes from the earth in the form of gold or silver, whether that wealth comes from the the, uh, ocean in in terms of calories, Um, whether that wealth comes in in terms of spiritual wealth and, and that kind of thing, prosperity, um, abundance, fruits, vegetables, a great harvest, all of this has to do with the mothers, um, all wealth it, in and of itself. So that's another thing. Um, you can, you know, <laughs> it amazes me how many, as this go back, I hear some brothers who are really, really hesitant or they, you know, have a problem with women, um, they're struggling to deal with, you know, women accepting and embracing their own power and healing and so on and so forth, and yet they're trying to make some money. <laughs> and you don't understand that, okay, if you hate women, you will not prosper, period. <laughs> if you disrespect your mama, your baby mama, <laughs> or, or, or the mothers in general, you will not prosper. Not you can't all. do one without the other. So, you know, if there's any brothers listening, I just need to say that. <laughs> if you wonder why you're struggling, it's because, and you know, you got issues with all of these women in your life. It's because of that. And until you fix that with those women in your life, 
past, present, and future, <laughs> you're going to have some problems. Okay. So, you know, there's a reason, you know, whether you say the woman's behind or in front of that man, you that man has to be aligned with that feminine energy in order to prosper, period. Okay. <laughs> so um, so that's another thing that, you know, that is important to um, to say. And as women, we have to know our own power and our own ability to produce prosperity for ourselves. It is only our own uh, fears that give us the impression that we cannot. We have to understand also that while we have, and particularly women in America, Africans in America, have been subjected to a great deal of atrocities and challenges and so on, we have to also understand where our power lies. And so part of the challenge has become is that we've taken on a victim consciousness to the point where we feel immobilized um, and you're constantly struggling just to get, you know, by this bare minimum. And you have to know that inheriting your power, part of what was stolen was your understanding and knowledge that you have the ability to call into being and manifestation what you will. Okay. Um, that is something that you have to really, really grasp. <laughs> wow. You know, um, because that is, that's one of those cruxes. You're sitting in a state of fear that you're not going to have enough. And as long as you're sitting in that state of fear that you're not going to have enough and you don't have time to focus on things that help to build you up more and more, you're sitting in that state of conflict and that state of inner conflict, conflict with everyone else because it's all fear. So, again, I go back to the need to dispel fear. And part of dispelling fear is knowledge and recognizing there is nothing to fear because how can any group of people have more power over you than your divine mothers, those that which created the entire universe? that which gives life itself. And if you're aligned with that, um, and this is a, a part of your destiny, then you don't have to fear it. You have to learn to trust it. Um, but our fears will also hold us back because fear creates a contracted energy and it doesn't allow energy to flow. And when you're sitting in a state of contraction, you can't push forward. It holds you back. So um, that's, you know, one of the other things that is, um, that's also coming up as well. Um, and that's part of the keys to beginning to open up wealth. That's, you know, not all of it, but, again, the biggest message they gave me this week was, God, you know, we can't get this information out to people because they're too scared. <laughs> There's too much fear. Um, and um, there's not enough surrendering, just just being open humbly to the process. There is nothing, absolutely nothing to fear. I, everyone who has ever told me about a negative experience has only told me this, this experience was described or explained to them through somebody else who had fear. At no point in none of my, in my, my nine years have I had any negative experience with dealing with the mothers. This is your energy as a woman yourself. Are you scared to deal with yourself? And there are some women who are scared to deal with themselves, <laughs> but... Um, that is important. The last thing that I want to bring up, because this was another message, was that it is an important time as women that we begin to use our power. And the first way that we can use it is to pray for our families and our communities and to begin to develop the ashe to send it out and focus it um, in ways. My grandmother, I'm, I'm now in a process of taking care of my grandmother who took care of me and raised me. Um, and I never knew a day when she didn't pray for the family. 
and never knew a day. Every morning, five or six o'clock in the morning, she would pray for the family. She prayed for her children, her grandchildren, great-grandchildren. She prayed for folks in the community and so on. There is power in this prayer. We think that prayer is just some senseless begging of God, and this is not. Prayer is setting your intention with your ashe, your spiritual power, to make manifest that which you will. So when you put your mind to praying for someone, you are sending your ashe to them. You are sending by your own intention the ashe associated with you in the universe to support and sustain them. And that is something that is important, that is needed when we ask, you know, what do we do about our communities and so on and so forth. Well, part of us, part of what you can do at no cost you a dime, you can do it tonight, is to begin to pray for your immediate family. Pray for your children. Pray for the ch- your grandchildren, you know, and, and the things that you want to see manifest for them and support them. Try not to pray for things that, you know, that's selfish to you, that you want them to do for you, but pray and send that energy out to support and sustain them. And they really were very strong about telling me that um, because that is something that we are not doing as a community either, not, not really. Um, there's a sister now that is working on a prayer book, um, that should be out soon, um, and um, I'm not sure when I was helping her. I put some information and submitted some things to her for there, but this idea of prayer became a synchronicity thing. Um, so it's important. Pray for your mates. Pray for your husbands. Pray for your, your boyfriends. Pray for your relationships, um, those kinds of things to develop a shield or a shake. Well, we spend a lot of energy thinking of negative things that have happened to us, and we spend our thought process on these negative things, they, we begin to put our ashe there in those negative things. Um, when I say ashe, I mean our spiritual power, our spiritual ability to manifest. But when we send it on positive things, when we allow ourselves to indulge in positive things and healing thoughts and healing actions with conscious intent, um, then it begins to build over time. You know, so we pray for those babies and we pray for our sisters and our brothers and so on and so forth. It is not just a Christian thing to do to beg God. <laughs> Period. Prayer um, is it, like magic. Prayer is magic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I came from a praying grandmama, and, you know, and I don't care who you pray in the name of, really. <laughs> if you're going to pray, what what matters is your sincerity. My grandmother, I, you know, witnessed this woman putting her hands on people, including myself, and healing them totally from the hospital when they were on the brink of death. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it with my own two eyes. <laughs> and um, since I was a child, I've seen it. And um, and I've, you know, noted the power and so on and and that she has, and she, you know, 5'10", I mean, not even 5'10", 4'10", excuse me, a little older. <laughs> but this is something that she instilled in us, and it didn't occur to me, you know, until I got this message this week, it's time to start praying and telling other people and telling other women that that's part of your power is to pray. You know, gather your families together and pray for them. You know, put your hands on them, give them your ashe and your love and your blessings, and stop cussing them out. That's how we actually first um, came together. Do you remember I called the show and there was that prayer that um, you sent me in the email? Yes. And that's how we first started talking, and I say that prayer every night now. 
That's how we first came in contact was with that prayer. I saw that it was on there, but I'm not on any of those networks, so you emailed it to me. And I've been saying that since you've given it to me every night. That's a beautiful prayer. Baba, uh, uh, he is the uh, elder of Iwa Kwele Egbe, and I love him, and he's gracious and magnificent. So I say, mm-hmm. your prayer where it comes, you know, from the energy of the universe, and we are channels for prayer. And I say, mm-hmm. you know, life gets better. It gets better and better. And, yes. you know, stronger. And you yes. really do, you know, make it out of whatever dark place you're in. Yeah. Well, I that. But yeah. um, Dr. Ayala, you is bomb city girl. Oh, bless I, your heart. I know, I know. I, it's been such I a blessing. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yes. Oh, oh my God. thank you. My head. Oh, I do need to say one more thing because I, I, I feel that, you know, I, I made an offer before I came in. That's what I was doing the other hour. <laughs> I was at the tree, <laughs> but um, um, stop being stingy was the other message. Don't be stingy. It's this word stingy. I hadn't even heard it for a long time until they started using it again. Um, that part of your blessings come from the way you give, that as you give, you really do receive back. And so, you know, little things like a tip that you leave for someone or just, you know, sharing a little bit, even if you have barely nothing and you share a little bit of that nothing with someone else, then it quadruples your blessings in that way. So it becomes opening up to the spirit of giving, then you are given too. So I just wanted to say that because that was real important as well in terms of creating wealth. And you know that's important. People don't realize that. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. so uh, crazy because mm-hmm. you have people that don't understand that, you know, you give, you get, you know. Yeah, and yeah. the fact is, is like, um, you know, with, within the family of Ifa House of Worship, but, you know, we changed our name. We're no longer mm. your house of worship. Now we're Ifa House of Worship. And our mm. elders agreed that that was the name that fit what we do. Since it <laughs> is not, you know, Ifa is everything. It's universal. Uh, Ifa yeah. is the new earth. Really? Yes. Because, you know, walking with good character and turning the mirror on yourself and self-reflection, that's really what it's about, the new earth, and being aware of your own behavior as you walk mm. forward on the earth. Okay. So, so the the message that, uh, you know, it, it bombs me out is because, like, uh, I have... With the within the members of Ifa House of Worship, a little loan fund, and one of the people that took advantage of it, she didn't really understand that, you know, when I when I was asking her when I was forming the organization with other people and I was letting her know that she would be a member, you know, she was like, no, I don't want to be a member, you know, because, you know, we have donations coming or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I think that that was what kept her from being a member. But 
when she needed something, she called, and she didn't know, but we had this little fun, and she was able to receive a blessing. But she didn't mm-hmm. understand that the only way we could bless her is if we have other people that are putting together a fund so that we can help right. people when they need it. And right. that is the the missing thing that people understand. If you right. are giving and, you know, donating from your heart for a different thing, and I said this for a reason, because IOTAs, IO, IO, IO. IO. <laughs> I, no, 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 I, I know your name. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Ayo's House of Healing is a mm-hmm. house of sexually abused uh, children. And mm-hmm. I am urging people now, you know, send a donation to Ayo's House of Healing. We need okay. to get rid of sexual abuse of children. That's it. That's it. And we don't understand that what little and we talked about this. Come together as a cooperative, what a little bit of money from a group from individuals of a group can do. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we're talking about that, right, Shelly? Yes, and sure we started we started that and the fact is is that you got that message that we are not to be selfish and we are to give. And when like that come, you know, things that are helping children, helping people, you know, we got this whole sex abuse thing going on, sexual mm-hmm. use of children, sexual use of young girls, sexual use mm-hmm. of youth. and we've got to do something as a collective to shut this thing down so that mm-hmm. we don't have sexual abuse of females ever again. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, it's real important. That 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 whole topic um is is a very powerful one, you know, because particularly with black females, we have the, the statistics are this, more than 60% and I'm being generous, more than 60% of black girls are sexually assaulted before the age of 18. More than 60%. And this is what we know. We're not talking about what we don't know and the ones that are not reported. These are the ones that are actually reported. And if that is happening, you know, you have over half of your girls being contaminated and abused, this sets up their mind for relationships, their relationship with themselves, their trust in the universe, am I safe, fundamental things about themselves. So if you're, you know, looking at, I have these, these, these debates sometimes with some of my brothers about if you have problems with these women, then you have to look at what your brothers are doing to these women before they turn 18. We're not talking about after 18 because after 18, that's a different story altogether. But we have to deal with this, that this is what is happening in our communities. And the truth of the matter is this is happening in our families. we got to deal with this. we got to stop sticking our heads in the sand because, you know, as we already know, a woman is a nation. And if you're contaminating her before she's able to even know who she is herself, then everything else after that, she's going to spend the rest of her life just trying to heal from that trying to find balance there. So it is absolutely an important cause to uh, address and to deal with and to acknowledge. And um, so I'm, I'm definitely there. I say absolutely. Uh, yeah. absolutely. And that goes for boys, too, because they're getting abused, too. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. 
Okay. Yes, we got to we gotta shut down all the abuse of children anyway. Anywhere yes, on the yes. So yes. the mother, the divine mothers came in the 21st century. The divine yes. mothers came in the 21st century. And no longer can people's eyes be closed. The ascension yes. is awareness. Awareness yes. of what's going on in your body and your soul and your spirit and what's going on in the community soul and spirit and body. Yes. So it, it, it really is uh, important for us to come together as a cooperative. And I know um, Dr. Ayala has uh, pretty important uh, women's uh, uh group on Facebook, and I know, Shelly, you said you're not on Facebook, but I'm wondering, Shelly, how she can participate. Um, You know, I am, you don't have access to the Internet at all, I take it, correct? Uh, No, I do, but I just don't, like, I don't like Facebook, MySpace, I don't really like the the app. I understand completely. (laughs) The the undercurrent of what it really is. I understand. It's the matrix, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I certainly get it. I was just thinking actually today of whether or not I should start a blog talk show or if I – I really like the idea yeah. more of community conference, call conferences um, in that way. So if you want to do that, I'm working on a couple of um, projects um, to begin teaching. I'm working on finishing up a website where, you know, I can um, teach the women's mysteries, but also anyone who wants to teach in the indigenous sciences, the earth sciences, spiritual sciences, will have a platform to do so. Um, So that should be up shortly. Um, You know, there's always, you know, the ability to, um, if you call, I also do readings, bone readings, um, and um, intuitive readings, and just, you know, life purpose stuff. <laughs> um, and I do that as well. My website is Ayele Kamari, and that's A Y E L E K U M A R I dot com. So you can always contact me. Can you spell that again? Sure. A Y E L E K U M A R I dot com. So I can always be contacted there as well. And you can, you know, kind of keep up and see what else is going on. I am doing a revision of my book, um, Spirit Rising. So as soon as I get the book cover redone, um, then that will be published again. So it should be by the end of this month um, back out. It's still there and available on Amazon, but I would suggest that, you know, you wait until the uh, second edition comes out because <laughs> um, um, I'm adding some things to it. Um, at this point, um, Magical Calabash is always available. You can find that on my site, and you can find Magical Calabash um, at MagicalCalabash.com, and um, that will, you know, take you there. And you can order that as well if you want to just learn a little bit about the um, ancestral mothers. It's really kind of a compilation of a variety of different things that um, we uh, talk about from dreams to there's an oracle that you can develop yourself and use yourself in your own life. And I was given that directly from the um, the mothers that was part of the uh, the process of beginning to reclit 
recollect some of the ancient wisdom is pulling together the different names that the ancient mothers have been called um, in the past and uh, so on. There's things about ancestral communication and uh, just a variety of different things. So um, that is something that's also available as well. Okay. Well, you know, we get ready to get cut off. Uh, just want to say that... Uh, this has been a magnificent two hours. I just did not even know that I was going to uh, stay on there that long. It just really opened up for me. So this has been two hours of power. And <laughs> That's right. hopefully next week you join me on it again. We still have one sister, Miss Nadia which uh, next week we're going to hopefully meet back at the same time, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> and so that is 7 o'clock our time. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. And, and so, uh, just for an hour, I won't put it for two hours, but this has been fabulous. And I thank you so much. I love you listeners as well as I love you guys for joining me. Um, our special guest, Dr. Ayala Ashe, Queen Shelly Ashe, thank you so much. Thank you. It's thank been you. a blessing to me and a blessing to everyone that hears it, Ashe. As all Ashe, all our shows try to be like that. So we'll see each other next week at the same time. And okay. hopefully you join us for uh, Everyday Magic on Thursday at oh, yeah. 8. Mm-hmm. 8 Eastern Central Time. I mean, Eastern okay. Central Time is Everyday Magic, which we believe in our hearts okay. are magical beings, and we are. And prayer, like you said, works like magic. And then on Friday, we have Hot Topics topics with Mama Yeye. And that uh, focuses on the Ifa, Arisha, um, Egun issues. Mm -hmm. So all of that is for the edification and knowledge. And hopefully that the people that are listening will... um, well, not hopefully. I know they'll learn something. I, I want yeah. to say hopefully that their spirits are open for the learning period that yeah. comes with these shows, I say. I say. All right. So I am so grateful, and I give thanks and just love you. Thank you. We love you, too. I, I'm so yeah. glad to have met you. <laughs> I say. That was so wonderful. And I look so, forward to the next show. Ashe. So, yeah. Odabo, which means until we speak again. That's the Yoruba. Right. Until we speak <laughs> again. Odabo. 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 Ashe. Peace and love. Ashe. Umoja. Unity that brings us together. Umoja. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.